Right. Jesus is wonderful. Amen? Yes, amen. Amen. Thank God for good equipment that stays, stays on. Yes. Would you turn with me this morning to Psalm 23? Amen. Father, thank you for your help this morning. Thank you for the Spirit of God who works in us, who helps us, who enlightens our heart. Thank you for your words being said today. Yes. For what you want done. (laughs) For all that you have. Thank you for your strength. (laughs) Thank you for your power. Thank you for your goodness. Yes. We worship you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory. (laughs) Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Mm -hmm. I shall not want. Amen. We could stop right there. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Last week, We had a series of meetings. My husband ministered. And he talked to us about, ministered to us. Amen. (coughs) About conforming to the image of Christ. The New Testament is very clear. Jesus was clear. He said, the works that I do... I want you to do and greater works than I do. Jesus said things like, he who sees me, if you see me, you've seen the Father. Mm -hmm. And then the word tells us that we are to be conformed, transformed, if you will, into the image of Christ. In other words, we're to look just like him. When we walk into the room, people should feel feel like Jesus just walked into the room. And as I was meditating on that which he ministered, and (coughs) just looking at that, realizing how significant that is to start our year training ourselves to think that way. Yeah. And I was meditating, and just that phrase here in verse 3 of Psalm 23, he restores my soul. 
you understand that your soul, on its own, without God, could go all different directions. <coughs> but God says he'll restore our soul. Now, to understand this, we need to understand, and I think most of us do, but we'll just go over it. We're a three-part being, right? We have a body. The Bible calls that your flesh, (laughs) right? Your body. Um, We need our body. At least here down on earth, you're going to need it, right? If, if your body isn't, like if your heart isn't beating, if you're, if you're not breathing air into your lungs, if your body is dead, guess what? You're out. Yep. Right? You need your body on this earth. But that's not the only part of us, thank God. Yeah. Right? The real part of us, the inner man, the Bible calls it, is our spirit, Right? Our spirit is the one when we just said, Jesus, I believe you're my Lord and I want you to be the king of my life. Come, take my life, use it. When you ask him to be what the Bible, Jesus called being born again. When you ask him to be born again, mm-hmm. he comes into your spirit, the Holy Spirit, boom. And the Bible says you go pass from death to life. You're no longer an old creature. You become a new creation in Christ. Amen. Your spirit, the inner you, the real you. Yes. That's the part God lives in. Yeah, thank God. Amen. But then we have something else. We're three parts. So we've got our body, right? We've got our spirit. But we've got this thing called our soul. Yeah. Our soul tends to vacillate. Yeah. It bounces around a little bit. What is your soul? Well, everything that is in our spirit on the inside, we could transfer that over to our soul. Our soul comprises of our mind, our will, our emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> I feel happy, I feel sad, that's part of your soul. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Can't really trust that, can you? Can't really no. go solely on emotion. No. Please, help us all out. And our mind, although we're thankful for our mind, we need to use our mind. Please, Christians, use your mind. Amen. God gave it to us. It's a good thing, right? Amen. We need our mind, but <coughs> our mind can conform to different things. It can conform to the way the world thinks. It can conform to the way we were brought up. If we weren't brought up in a Christian environment and taught the principles of God, we can, our mind can revert back to the way it was brought up. Our mind needs to be restored. Or if we look in the New Testament, it talks about our mind being renewed. I like that word, renewed, right? Um, My car, no matter how many times I take it through the car wash, (laughs) 
I just have to drive around my neighborhood that's still full of ice and snow and it needs another car wash. Why? Because no, as soon as you use it, it gets dirty. Yes. At least this time of year, right? Yes. That's why they have these magic car wash passes that you can buy every month and you just keep going through every day, every day. Why? Right. Because it needs to be cleaned. Yeah. Our mind is very much like that. Our mind needs to be washed, renewed, restored, transformed, conformed. It needs to be taught in a pretty consistent manner the way God wants us to think, how God thinks, what it should, our mind should think. Because if not, our mind will revert back to what it's used to. This is constant. If we want to be the kind of person that uh, when we walk into the room, people think, oh my gosh, who just came in? Because you're coming in with the presence of God. You're coming in conformed to the image of Christ. You're coming in and people are realizing something's different about that person. If we're going to carry that type of, uh, for lack of a better word, I'll say anointing with us, throughout our everyday life. Mm -hmm. Remember, we're just bouncing off of what was ministered last week, but, but what Jesus told us, that we are to be just like him. And, and I'm not going to re-preach what he preached. We're not the son of God. You understand that. But he, he did what he did so we could be sons of God, right? right? right, right. So we could follow in his image. Mm -hmm. We are going to need the help of the word Amen. and the help of the spirit to keep our soul in the right spot. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want One uh, translation, I believe it's NIV, says, I shall not lack. Yeah. That statement right there, we could say that to ourselves over and over and over again. Why? Because we have to wash our mind, if we could say it this way. We have to go over it and over it in our mind until our mind finally grabs what our spirit has known all along. Yeah. And all of a sudden, after you've said it 20, 30 times, you'll say, all of a sudden, you get this connection between your spirit and your mind, and you go, Lord, you're my shepherd. That's right. And I don't want... I, I don't ever lack. Even if lack is showing up when it comes to fruition light on the inside of you, you realize that circumstance has to change because the word says, I don't lack. I don't want. I don't want. 
Amen. These things don't just happen because we've heard them one time. I've heard that scripture before. I know Psalm 23. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Amen. My mind knows it in that it could quote it. But is it real? Is it real? In other words, when lack shows up, is the first thing out of your mouth from your heart going through your mind saying, that's odd. That's odd to have lack show up because the Lord's my shepherd and I don't lack. So that's gonna, that circumstance is going to have to change to conform to what God has already said. That, my friends, is faith. Yes. Yeah, amen. When the word of God is so real and it's going through a renewed mind <laughs> to where mm, no lack can stay because he's my shepherd. Yeah, amen. Wow. Mm-hmm. Might be a little slow this morning. But it's uh, deep, if we could say it that way. We're going slow for a purpose. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not lack. Go back to verse 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. What... What is this place? What, what is a place where you're a sheep, right? If, if, if the Lord's your shepherd, then he's calling you a sheep, okay? That's not a bad thing. Uh, he makes me lie down in green pastures. If a sheep is lying down in green pastures, what does it mean? He's at rest. He's at rest. Uh, a sheep would eat grass, right? If you're lying down on what you would normally eat, what does it mean? You're full. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Uh, Okay, this was good food, and now it's going to be a good blankie. (laughs) Right? I'm going to lay down. He leads me beside still waters. If you're a sheep, this is where you're going to drink from the water, right? So, the raging water, have you ever been to a drinking fountain and it just like, it like hits you in the, because it goes too high and the yeah. drinking fountain, you know, yeah. and it hits you in the face and you're like, oh, that was great. No, no, still waters. Amen. Where it's easy to drink. Notice this place that the Lord brings the sheep to for their soul to be restored. It's a place of peace. It's a place of rest. Amen. In other words, your soul, your mind, is not going to be in restoration mode in chaos. Amen. There are going to be times where we have to train ourselves to pull away and get into his presence. Mm -hmm. His presence, we could say, is what this this psalm is talking about. His presence is where there is absolutely no lack. His presence, the awareness of his 
presence is where we can just lie down. Where we've eaten so much that there's nothing left to do but just enjoy him. His presence is where we can go and just calmly drink and take in and fill up. And if we want to look just like Jesus, we're going to have to learn how to do this. Yes. You know how I know? Because he did this. Amen. If you'll read through the New Testament, well, excuse me, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, where we see Jesus in action on earth, right? Mm -hmm. You'll see time and time again where he pulls away. He'll climb a mountain. We've got those. We could do that. Preferably not in the winter. But he would pull away from the crowds. He'd even come away from his ministry team, his disciples. He would take time. Sometimes he got up very early in the morning and went out. Sometimes he went out after the ministry was over in the evening and he got away and he went into the mountain or he climbed wherever he needed to go to be alone and get in God's presence. If you want to walk in his presence daily, there's going to be times where you're going to have to just come away and focus on him. He's so real. He's so good. And he so wants to be a part of every minute of our day. But part of that is realizing there's going to be times where we come away and allow him to restore yeah. our soul. Help us think right. Help us assimilate the word that we're hearing correctly. Help us process things right. Look with me, if you would, in Isaiah chapter 55. <clears throat> Isaiah 55, verse 8. Thank you, Father. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Can we <laughs> say that out loud together? Yes. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Newsflash. God thinks differently than we do. Yeah. Thank you. He thinks differently. He's the one that created the earth. He's the one that created the human body. He's the one that created the system of life that we have. Now it's been distorted through the fall, the curse, Satan. Things have been distorted, but he thinks differently. He knows better, we could say. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways, are your ways, excuse me, my ways, declares the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of ministers will quote this verse when they preach, but they'll stop here. Yeah. And they'll say, see, this shows you that God's ways are higher than ours, and we could never know what they are. And that God's thoughts are higher than ours. And we could never attain what God was thinking. 
But that's not why they put this verse there to say, sorry, you're out of luck. Oh, well. His thoughts are not our thoughts, but he offers us his thoughts. We've got an entire book of his ways. He has revealed them to us, those who have received him. We can know how God thinks. Yes. Not only that, we are just supposed to get to the point where our mind is thinking just like God. That's right. And when the lack shows up, you've got so much of God's thoughts in you and God's word in you, you look at that and say, Lack, I'm sorry, but you cannot stay because the Lord's my shepherd. Yeah, amen. And the word has already told me that I don't want. And our mind is thinking the thoughts and the ways of God. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, your ways, my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. He knows better. So we should be all about learning God's thoughts. Amen. Knowing God's ways. Restoring our mind to start thinking like God. What would God do? What does God say about this situation? What has God told me? And putting that into motion in our lives. Let's keep reading. He said, for as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty. This is how God thinks. This is God's ways. It shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. When God says something, he expects expects it to perform whatever he said. And we are to think and walk and talk just like him. We are to let our soul be restored to thinking the way he thinks. This is amazing. But so often, I'll use me as an example, I fall short of this. Meaning I just go throughout my day, I say what I'm going to say, and I never realize how much power there could be if I'd start saying what God says when he tells me, say this. When situations come up, do I just look at it and say, oh, God, do something with that? Or do I think, God, you show me what to do with this. And I start to speak the way God's taught me to speak. Say what God's taught me 
to say, agree with what God's already told me. The word says. As rain and snow come down, and it doesn't just go right back up, unless you live in Colorado and it never makes it to the ground because it evaporates, right? <laughs> but typically, Amen. in a normal atmosphere, it hits the ground. There's enough of it to get to the ground, right? Mm -hmm. And it's going to water the ground before it evaporates and goes up back to the atmosphere. That's the natural process that God created when he created the earth. Right. He gave us that illustration and he said, that's the way my word works. And you might think, well, yeah, he's God. God gave us his words. These are his words. And if we will restore our soul to start thinking and talking the way God thinks and talks, we too can have exactly what he commanded. Yeah. Amen. I hope this is helping somebody today and not throwing us over the edge. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not. Everybody say, it shall not. It shall not, it shall not return to me empty. It's, he, it shall not. Amen. There, there's no way that God's word is going to come back to him empty. Yeah. 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 Amen. That's the way he thinks. Your mind might be going, but, but I've tried to edit. No, 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 no. We're talking about the way God thinks. His thoughts are higher than ours. We've got to start to conform our mind to his thoughts. Not the way we've seen things happen. Praise the Lord. This will help us, okay? Uh, this will help us. We just need to, I, I want you to take home these scriptures and go, go over them. Just look at them every day. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to be empty. It shall accomplish that which I purpose. And it shall succeed in the thing for which I have sent it. There is no doubt in God's mind that what he has said will come to pass. Amen. And he told us in the scriptures before this, he said, my ways are higher than yours. Amen. You're going to have to start thinking higher. You're going to have to start thinking my thoughts. Yeah. Not just your average earth thoughts. Right. This is a full-time job for the Christian. Yes. You don't get the point where, okay, I've been a Christian for five years. I know it all now. Uh, no. I'm just going to no. walk in everything God has for me because I've heard all the scriptures. Right. No. <clears throat> Guys, I could hear this particular passage over and over every day and still be learning something from it That's every right. day. Right. Yeah. There's always... God's God. You understand how big that is? I don't. <laughs> it's bigger than I can comprehend in my natural mind. And that means, and he's asking us to elevate our thinking to the way he thinks. That's going to take us 
eternity. Yes. You understand that earth life is just practice time for when we get to heaven. And when we get to heaven, we're not going to just be playing harps and have little halos and wear cool white robes. <laughs> we, we, I, I, I would like to learn how to play the harp. I'm, I'm okay with that. But there's going to be things to do in heaven. And for eternity, the scripture tells us he's going to be revealing to us more of himself. That means you could be there for 100,000 years and then all of a sudden God says, watch this. And you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. That means forever our thoughts are going to have to be coming up to his thoughts. Our ways are going to have to be elevating into his ways. This means from day one, the moment you ask Jesus to be your Lord, there's transformation, change going on. Mm -hmm. And primarily that change is right in here. Yes. He wants our soul to be restored. Now, restoration, my dad is a woodworker, and he'll take an old piece of furniture that has 16 layers of paint on it and has been beat and, and well-loved for many years, and he'll get, he'll get some stripper, you know, some wood stripper, paint thinner, whatever he uses, and he'll start taking those layers off. It's a mess. It yeah. smells. I mean, and he'll start doing this stuff. And as a kid, I used to watch him sometimes working, and he'd do this part of the process in the garage yeah. because it was so smelly and messy. And I'd sit there and I'd say, Dad, can I help? And he goes, you don't want to help me, honey. He said, not with this part. He'd always have me help sand. That was so boring, sanding. But um, he said, you can't, you can't do this part, honey, because it will hurt your hands. Now, mind you, his hands are totally in this stuff, and he's totally doing it. He's done it so much, his hands were so calloused, didn't bother him anymore. But um, it, it's a messy process. Yes. And for those of us that don't have callous hands, could be a painful process, yes. if you don't have gloves on, to remove all that old gunk, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But eventually, he got down to the real wood. Yeah. And he'd sand it and sand it and sand it and sand it some more. Mm -hmm. He's very meticulous. Until he was ready to stain and seal a beautiful piece of wood. That's restoration. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a process. Yeah. Amen. Sometimes messy. <clears throat> Sometimes a little painful. Right? Why do you think he wants to do this process when you're lying on green pastures and drinking from still waters? It's easier there. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier in God's presence, in his peace, to start to see where we're thinking incorrectly. 
where our thoughts need to come up to his, where our life needs to change, where certain things that we've been doing need to fall off. God's my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. When we come and lie down in green pastures, when we come to the still waters where he leads us, when we spend time with him in his word, he restores, renews, even rebuilds our soul. It's so much easier with God's help. But so many of us, myself included, will come and say, okay, I'm not thinking right. I've got I've to read 55 scriptures and I've got to pray in tongues for 30 minutes and I've got to make this. I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got to do this. I've got to change. I've got to do this. You can try it that way. <clears throat> but it's so much easier to do it God's way. Where we just come and say, Father, you're my shepherd. You told me I don't have to want, but I see lack in my, my emotions. I see lack in my thinking. I see lack in my soul. And I need your help. And you told me you'd restore. You told me I could think your thoughts. So I'm coming to you just to worship you, to spend time and read your word. And I thank you, Lord, for restoring my soul, mm -hmm. for helping me to see what I don't see now, mm, amen. for helping me to think your thoughts yeah. and walk in your ways. Mm -hmm. You guys, this is genuine Christianity, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Where we come out of that place restored, renewed. And when we walk into the world, we're going with God. Yeah. And we look just like Jesus. Yeah. It's a wonderful place to be. Amen. And we can do this every day. Yeah. We might not go climb a mountain every day, right? We, we might not have hours and hours to spend every day, but the moment you wake up in the morning, you can turn your heart to him. When you go to bed at night, talk to him before you go to sleep. He knows where you're at. He knows if you have five kids at home and everything's crazy. He knows if your job is, you know, 60 hours a week and you don't have a whole lot of time to yourself. He knows if family is going wild. He knows if, um, you know, the different phases and stages we all have in life. He knows if you're retired and have lots of time on your hands. He knows. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. But he can talk to you when your kids are in the bathtub and you're sitting there on the toilet just waiting for them to finish. He can talk to you when you're in the grocery store and you have like two seconds to yourself before you have to go home and make dinner for everybody. He can talk to you. He can restore your soul. Yes. He can help you wherever you're at. That's right. Because he knows you. Amen. He knows you. Amen. The Bible says he knows the number of hairs on your head. Yes. 
Oh, this went so much different than I thought we were going it's to good. get to, but it's so important that we understand these things. Yes. As we start off this year, we want to start thinking like God thinks. Amen. We want to start walking the way God would walk. Amen. We want to start speaking the way God would have us speak in certain situations. Yes. We cannot do this if our soul is thinking the way the world thinks. I'll leave you with this one illustration. Now, my phone, I'm thankful for my phone. Uh, it, it does more than call people now, right? It tells us where to go, when to be there, how to do things, sure. you know. Uh, we can look almost anything up on our phone. And my phone has learned my goings around during the day, right? Yes. Have you ever gotten into your car and it'll say, it'll take you seven minutes to get to Club Pilates. Well, why does it say that? Because I go to Club Pilates like three or four times a week. Yep. It's learned my traits. And so it starts to feed to me that which it thinks I'm going to need to know. That's right. Your mind does the same thing all the time. It's going to feed to you your natural life all the time. And it's going to tell you the way you used to think. Yeah. It's going to tell you when you get in a certain situation, you should say this because that's the what we always say. Mm. That's why daily we have to start restoring and putting in what God thinks and what God says. Because our mind will always, no matter how long you've been saved, it will always try to revert back to what it used to do and what it used to say. This is a daily process. But if we will give ourselves to this daily, the rewards are unbelievable because God gets in our actions and God gets in our words. And we start to get the results that Jesus got amazing. Amen. Why don't we stand to your feet? Amen. Father, we're so grateful for all that you've shown us and all that you've given to us throughout the years. But Lord, I, we know there's more. We know you have more for us to do, more for us to accomplish, more for us, more people for us to reach. Lord, we want to walk like you. We want to talk like you. We want to look just like Jesus. Help us. Mm -hmm. Help us to restore our soul to what you would have us think, what you would have us say. Thank you, Father, for revealing to us, helping us, leading us, and guiding us into all that we need to know for this year. We're so grateful for all you do. In Jesus' name, amen.